All right, we're back again for our chosen discussions. We have a beautiful panel here. We have, I'm gonna let them introduce themselves, but the topic today is settling down with rosters. You know what I mean? Uh, Sam. <laughs> I'm, uh, everybody okay. Well, I am. You want to use your IGN like that? Okay. You know, everybody okay. I'm not going to be wrong. No comment. Um, you doing IG names? Obsessed with tea. Like, yeah. that's weird. Okay. I'm Tia. I'm always on it. You guys know me. Very true. So, the panelists, they love to hate. <laughs> Ooh, a lot. <laughs> Quite a bit. Love you, hate Melby. Uh-huh. But for some of my panelists, absolutely. Yeah. However, I'll be the question is, do you think that you should settle down with your rosters? No. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's let's rewind back. What is a roster? A roster is a list of potential people. Possibly, unless it's my case. A roster is people that fill your time. They space fillers. Or somebody who you occupy your time with right now. They're good. Short amount of time, they feed the need. Yeah. Okay. Whatever I need in that moment. Be fed up. Yeah. I think bosses is like, yeah, people you just have them around. You have them around. People you have around. Because honestly, if you met someone you genuinely like, a roster wouldn't exist. So you saying that? To we know, but what are they competing for? So everybody across is we going to like a game, right? Like, so what are they competing for? They all think they're getting you. It's an so, illusion. So they not really getting you then. I will never pick someone off my roster. So then somebody that you actually settle down with. But someone I unintentionally meet. It just it just happens. Okay. I don't think I agree. No? You always I, disagree. <laughs> I do. Um so a roster, yes, in general, uh, would be some uh, a group of people or a host of people who share the same, I guess, characteristics in some shape, form, or fashion. However, um, if we're talking about <laughs> dating wise, people date multiple people at the same time, which classifies them as having a roster. And with that roster, then what do you see in them if you're not trying to settle down with them or eventually do something into that nature? What is it? What does that? What does that look like? So, is dating not the same thing as having a roster if you're dating multiple people? I want to speak for me. <laughs> no, I'm not actively dating anyone. Okay, so that changes. They are just. They on a roster. If I need groceries, I want to hang out. I want to spend my time and not enjoy my own company. If you're not around, right? Then it's an ego rotation on rotation and I can just like, oh, I can tolerate you for this. A med list. Possibly. It's a what list? A med list. A med list? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they feed whatever need at that time. I don't med think list. rosters exist in active dating. I don't I, I don't have a med list. Okay. I don't know what that is, but I guess I have that. Oh, so basically a med list um, for all my little doctor friends. It's the medication that the other patients need. So okay. You choose what you want or what you need in that time. And it's your med list. So sometimes you disappear. Okay. Sometimes you don't you no longer have to take that medicine or a doctor prescribes you something different. So your your roster or your med list is like, okay, well I have this person, I need them for the next three, four, five um, years. 
I'm gonna take them for a year. After that, they they phase out. Or so quick fix. Quick fix. Joe Ross's quick fix. It's a med list. It's a, essentially yeah. a med list because I'm a serial date, and I understand that there may be a reason why I get in these long term situations or relationships because I don't serial date. When I like you, I like solely you. And a lot of people say, well, when you're single, you're supposed to date around. Like like going to a grocery store, right? Well, you walk through the market and it's like, oh, I'm going to date him and I'm going to date him and I'm going to date him. I like to solely focus on that one person. So you like. I don't serial date. So when you go to the market, instead of getting like, I'm just getting peanut butter, the sandwich, or I'm just getting jelly for the sandwich, you get a smuggled peanut butter jelly for the sandwich. I get one thing because that's the one thing that I want. They just walk in Target and be like, I'm here for blankets and walk out with $3,000 worth of stuff. No, I came in here for a blanket. Like, that's, I got tunnel vision when it comes to dating. So, then the people on your medalist. Never they, make it to tunnel vision. Do they know about each other? No, because that's my business. <laughs> I mean, if you ask, I'll be honest, but that's, why do I have to tell secrets? What about safety, though? Safety as far as what? Do you think people? We stay on your med list if they know you're on med list? Some, not all. Some? Some, not all. Oh. Oh, you four? Yeah. Everybody know you're on the med list? Yeah. I'm talking, I'm going to tell you if I'm talking to multiple people. I don't want you to come in. conversation come up? It's the very first thing I tell someone. Like, if you express some interest in me or express some interest in me, I'm going to tell you, sir, you're not blindsided. You know, I don't want you to think you're you fighting. Way. Yeah, I don't want you to think you're fighting for me or you're doing that, but I'm going to tell you, you're not the only person I'm dating, especially if I'm in that dating phase of I'm dating multiple people to see if this is the connection the connection that we have. It's not going to be a I'm not that person who's a all in one because I've been there, I've done that. I've been where I've given myself to one person and they fucked me over. And that's just not mm-hmm. a thing. Okay. So now it's like, okay, well, I'm going to give you this little, this time here, which I give people time here. Now you're going to show me eventually out of this little cupcake phase that you give me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'll be like, I'm going to see the exact person that you are, that you're going to be outside of this. Oh, I love you. You're so cute. You're like, you know, all that cutesy stuff in the beginning. I want to see who you are and who you can eventually turn into. So that that's, that's what my dating phase is. That's literally, it's going to be more than two, three people at the, at the most, but nah. It's never, I'm going to give you all of me because you're not giving me all of me. So then, what if he doesn't have a medalist? What if he's like, yo, you don't want to go through my phone? I'm not even entertaining the thought of somebody because I would actually be showing you at that time. Is, does that change things? Does that change your medalist? Or then, do you not consider their feelings, his feelings at the time? Or you just be like, oh, that's you, but I know what I'm doing. You answered it on yourself. I think you answered it yourself. However, you you answered it, but it also depends on how I feel about that person. If I feel as if they're not going to give or they're not giving me everything, because people show you that, then I'm going to phase myself back, even if you tell me you're the only person or I'm the only person you're talking to. Because sometimes that people just be giving you bullshit. Women do it. Men do it. Others do it. I'm going to say others. Others. <laughs> you know? But at the same time, but if we can sit down and have that conversation and say, hey, now we're solely us just talking to each other, we're solely just dating each other, then by all means, then I'm going to drop everybody else off the list. That has no problem. So it takes someone coming forward to the GM, like, yo, I'm trying to take over. 
for you to like settle down yes. with him? Yeah, yes. we didn't they say nothing about settling down. We're talking oh about God. dating. So dating and so settling down so, is different. So it just takes the guy to come up to you like you're the GM and you control the team. Like, it's your shit. Mm-hmm. He come up to you and express how you feel or he, he's taking a uh, he's on the offense about what he's wanting, right? Mm-hmm. You fuck with him. Yes. You fuck with that person. You feel me? He wanted so the three. Right, you, you make the executive decision. And you sometimes women make it too fast. I made it too fast. And yeah. you like this person and you're like, okay, I'm gonna just put everybody else in the background. And a lot of times the person who they are, like she said, in the cupcake phase is not who they truly are. And a lot of times women get stuck in the situation because like I, I I got rid of all my niggas for you. Like so now I gotta make this work. Now if you dated like Tisha, you won't have to, right? Because it's a fact of we're not doing this exclusively. I need to see who you are in this period of time. I'm not throwing everybody away because the niggas just voila magic and this is really who you are and I don't like who you are. But if you're like me and you do tunnel vision and it's like, well damn now I'm stuck with you. I'm stuck with you to the shit fade because this is now who you really are and I don't really like who you are. So going through that, do you ever pick up your roster after going through? Definitely, they all back, baby. I got my niggas back you quick. Pick, you pick back up the roster. And sometimes you meet somebody new. Did the roster ever drop? Majority of the time, yeah. Like, especially if I focus on that one person, then it's then yeah. Them. However, a lot of times I block them and forget what number it is. And sometimes I don't even block them. They can still be calling. I'm just and you don't know who it is. Yeah, it's been deleted. But picking back up the roster. Most of the time, you just find some Sometimes they just need it to go too. And Everybody got to go. show you, like, people, when you start talking to somebody, you somebody else, people who are genuinely just happy for your well being are acceptable of it. they cool with being on a special team. Do you double back with the special team? Them niggas that okay is not it? okay, they show you them red flags and red flagging. Like, you get all kinds of disrespect to find a happy place that's not. And those are the niggas oh, on that roster that needed to go. Yeah. Someone who genuinely just wants you to be happy, even if they know that you're talking to most people and they know that they used to be in that position, they're just going to be like, okay, well, I wish you would. And they're not going to have any malice, any revenge towards it. There are a lot of people who literally will be like, oh, shit, you fucked me over because you want this other nigga or you want this other bitch and will try to turn your life upside down. So those people, I think, are just very genuine. Some some genuine people deserve to stay around. Some people play their course and their season is over, and that's just on that. But it kind of you just have to play that by by ear and whoever you deal with. Oh wow! I love how you have asked all these questions, but have hey, not. Have <laughs> have <laughs> have <laughs> I mean, it's good though. Like here and there, they like, like, here and there. Oh, roster. Then we don't know if they're uh, settling or dating before we can so like, them down. Who you pick them off your roster? If it went out of right, like the way it went, would it be would have gone like? It's hard for me to say the whole roster thing because when you I think, huh? You tell me what you did. You need somebody like them to lead like. T- I've been told that I'm I'm a relationship type of guy, right? So, like, or I could give off that aura. I give off both auras, right? I could be a relationship type of guy, or like, I could be a nigga that every time I'm fucked. But, like, I think uh, 
when it comes to, I was always looking for a home. So uh, Ross is Ross is always cool. Yeah, Ross is always cool. And I think as a kid, men are. Uh, it's good to have Ross over your dude, right? You talk to your dude, you present an idea, mind like this, 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 this. I got this mail list. Niggas like, oh shit, you got that prescription, you got this one, you got this one, this one work for you. Um, and then other dudes are really asking questions like, yeah, bro, why you got them around for? Like, what's the purpose? Uh, I think women might do more of a job at that, depending on which stage she's in and like what people that she like her girls that she bring them to. So like by the time, like way back when I had roster. Uh yeah, I don't think I asked you a question, but they I didn't answer the question. No. Can you reiterate the question again? I'm on a little tangent. Okay, if you have a roster, do you do, okay, let's say you have a roster of five females and each of them do something for you. Maybe not monetarily, maybe not like mentally stimulating, but like emotionally. If you're having a bad day, one of them bitches pick up the phone, y'all can talk, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all go for walks. Like they feed that for you. Okay. Another one may be financial, like yo, my car broke down. I right, here go two thousand miles, right? Right, you got different women for different things. Okay. Do you pick your next relationship based off someone on that list? I think yeah, you do. Um, and the reason why you're picking I love the is, honesty. I think you do. Uh, you do pick somebody off the roster. Uh, uh, and it, it's a timing, you know, right? Like, from my perspective, like if the one who genuinely like had your back or like cares or caters to like not necessarily all your needs but like cater to you as a person rather than you get you get women on rosters like oh yeah like I'm trying to fuck I know you want to fuck so the natty they want to fulfill that need but someone who genuinely fucks with you and like it continues to be around they genuinely fuck with you you and they tend to open up and they're here probably like all right like this one I can open up to and depending on how receptive she is of his emotions they might settle down for you on the roster. Okay, so is she your friend or is she on your roster? Can I do both? It could be unexpected. She might not be on the roster, but your friend can show you some things that you might necessarily never really expected from them, right? And then they show you, no? I mean, I think somebody on your on your roster can become your friend. Yeah, it gets transfer over either way, though. It could be a friend or but somebody. I think once you move from my roster to my friend, your There's spot no is now up for grabs. Someone else can join that roster because you have moved into a different capacity. So I now, yes, I can tunnel vision date. I can tunnel vision date you. I've been told I date my friends. <laughs> like, and that it may be true to. because I don't want to be in love with my enemy. I want to I wanna have a friend before I have anything else. So I think once you move from roster to friend, that spot becomes open. Because now you're in a whole different category. You cannot go backwards. You can only go forward. You may end up my boyfriend and you may end up my husband. But if you solely stay in roster, our relationship is somewhat superficial. You don't really know um, much. I mean, you, I could... Roster, like you, you do with or without me. I can do with or without my roster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people go up, People have heart problems all the time, right? And they get on this medicine and they fix it. You don't take that medicine for the rest of your life. People okay. outgrow allergies. People, you outgrow things and the need for things and the need for certain relationships. People are seasonal. Things are seasonal. Things are seasonal. You have seasons for a reason.
Life does change. How? Not to get into settlement, I guess not. Okay. That's it. Talk about your home. So, <laughs> okay. I think when um, you date, when you take to find a home, to find a person, find a home in a person, your roster can't qualify because those, those wasn't what you wanted. That wasn't your intention. It's not your intended. You didn't go out and say, I'm going to meet five different people that feed this need or feed this craving, urging, and I'm going to love them. Like, no, it was, I needed you for this. You have now done this. Thank you for your service. And then when you meet someone else, unexpected or unexpected, and you're just like, you check off these boxes or you are everything that I prayed for because I've, I've run into a lot of people that's like they, they manifested. They prayed for these things, right? They prayed for parody. They prayed for detachment. They prayed for all these things that someone else walked into their life. That person was never on your, your roster. That person was sent for a reason. Now it's time for you to figure it out. Your roster is a temporary thing. Okay. Then you find a home in that person. Then you make a home with that person. And at 27, I tried to do that, but I get the sentiment of it. Why why, why not at 27? I've given years to other people. I think when you date, again, when you date like my bestie, you don't look at it like that. You don't look at it like that because it's like you date with intention. So giving years of someone, you gain something. For me, it's a loss. But I just feel like I've given my 20s, so now I want to selfishly have the rest of them. What stopped you from being yourself in your twenties? I am a person who I love it. I am a person who I give more than I get, and I'm okay with. I used to be okay with that. Like, okay, if you would only ever give me forty, I can pick up the sixty. But why when I can give me a hundred? I used to settle. So you're selfishly choosing yourself. And now I'm yes. Because I've never have. And honestly, where I am right now is nice. It really is nice putting me first. Well, what if you, so if you never had, if you didn't, you had the skill of gaining a better relationship with yourself or having a relationship with yourself while in a relationship, would you still feel like you gave up your twins? No. So then the next person you commit to, Find a home settle. You think they're gonna stop you from having a relationship with yourself? No. My next person, I won't look for. They'll find me. But you have to be like, okay. <laughs> not that I'm not open to it, but young me, the virgins of me that I've now outgrown, look for it. I was looking for something. At this point, I'm looking for me because she got lost somewhere along the way. And if in involving, evolving me, someone finds me and loves me for who I am, that's different. So what if? So what if you were in a relationship, you settled already, the guy in your twenties settled, and of course, you forgetting you comes up in more ways than one. He's okay with you finding yourself. But in a in a confines of your relationship, is that okay? Is finding yourself or settling down meaning being very promiscuous? No. Would that be the right word? Well, oh, well, being very open to different uh, 
sexual experiences and, and X, Y, and Z, right? So is that, can't you have a better, have a great relationship with yourself inside a relationship with someone? Yes, but only, I think if you know you, you can't lose you. I think if you have a great under, I think if you and you, ain't nobody on my roster block, baby, they all got open access. I don't know who this is calling me. Um, I think if you know you, you can't lose you. I think a lot of the times I was in the process of getting to know me and I met somebody else and getting to know them came first. So settling down with someone. I think you only truly settle down with someone when you have already settled down with yourself. And it's it's same similar to just knowing knowing who you are before anyone tries to tell you who you are. As long as you know who you are and you know what you what your non-negotiables are, what what tissue you want does not anything that anyone else brings to the table doesn't affect you. So you're able to go into the relationship even if y'all end up on bad terms, you're leaving the exact same person that you came out just with a little bit more wisdom, a little bit more maturity. And just leaving from that that aspect. Of I don't think you leave relationship the way you came in, or necessarily even if you come in whole, you might not leave whole. I'm not a firm believer. No. I think I think so though. Think about it. Okay, so if I'm a hundred and you're a hundred, we become two hundred. But if I'm a hundred and you're fifty, we're only one fifty. Well, if you I, leave I that fifty left, but I am still a hundred. If you leave and that a hundred left, I am still one hundred. What? You saying that one hundred percent charge. So you go in there like a battery. You one hundred percent charge. You one hundred percent charge. Yeah. But you have to use that energy. So if it. But I'm recharging. A relationship shouldn't drain you. No. 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 Not at all. Because if it drains you, something is wrong. A relationship, just like anything else, an intimate relationship, just like any other relationship, should you should gain from it. So my 100% battery should be Duralex. We should go to 200, 300. Like, uh, it should like never, yeah, it should never go from 100 to now I'm at 50, and now I'm at 50, and now I'm at 40, but your 100 will keep going. You at 200, 300, you're taking from me. Is even unrealistic expectations can drain your relationship? When you walk in with expectations and you end up disappointed because you expect them to be somebody that's, other than that's that's just where you really it just got it, you have to get to a point in relationships sometimes this could be the toxic side of me but where you just have to understand that disappointment is necessary everything's not going to go your way everything's not going to be built the way that you want it and if it doesn't you just got to be okay with it now if there's a way that gets you to where you need to be you really okay with disappointment though no one is but that's just our humanly side of us like no one's going to be okay with disappointment i hate when people break promises to me I hate when people say that they're going to do something there and they don't. Because you could have kept that to yourself. yourself. And you could have kept that to yourself. Yeah. Nobody, add, no one asks, you should not have offered. offered. A lot of times, guys offer these things because they think that's what women want. And I'd rather you just be about it than to say it. Because now I have high hopes. And I don't let myself down. So now you walk in and now you're letting me down. And that doesn't feel good. Do you feel like you let somebody down? Oh, absolutely. I've let myself down quite a bit, and I've probably let, let down. down. Okay. I, I can agree. Yeah. Definitely friends, family, my significant other. Definitely. Yeah. I'm never going to be perfect. That's one thing I'm never going to do. 
to do pay attention to the reaction to the disappointment. Yeah, absolutely. And then I, I grow from that. I'm going to, unless it was something that was negative on their end, and uh, that's what caused of a disappointment, because I definitely used to be that person who'd be like, well, damn, I did everything I was supposed to or everything they asked for, and they would still be bad. Okay. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. How about, How about you? you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that you disappoint people in relationships? Or any kind of or have you or have you? And it's just like not even just intimate relationships, friendships. Friendships? Family ships, courtships. There's so many ships. It's just just saying. I think I I try so hard not Mm -hmm. to let people down because one of my favorite dynamics, right? So as a kid, love seemed very uh, uh, give it to right? Like, I had to do X, Y, and Z so for me to see that you care, right? Caring could come in the form of, uh, you know, you paying attention to my games or you sending me good job today or anything like that. But prior to that, I had to go move you. I had to go do X, Y, and Z. I had to do you asked me for something, I had to do it, but then to be able to receive something. If I would say no to it, I wouldn't have received any type of support. Right? So, um, I think. So, when it comes down to that, uh, yeah, I disappointed people. And when I disappointed people, I felt like I needed to make it up in more ways than one. But. I don't think people give a fuck if they disappointed me. So I'm like, but I, and if they did, I don't voice it, right? Like, Cause it's like, well, it's all right, bro. Like there's another day, but you tend to ignore stuff and you don't vocalize, I guess, disappointment or have a reaction that they can then see that you're disappointed. They continue to do it. They continue to do it. Or I've met people who will like, test crazy though. As an educator, one time in my classroom, the girls in the classroom, they took over when I, like, they gave, they gave me a gem. They said, coach, you got to be wary, worried, because women will cry just to make you feel bad, although they did something wrong. And I'm like, yo, that's nuts. But, like, that's nuts. So, even if I'm, like, we're disappointed, like, they disappointed me. But they cry. I didn't even think I was disappointed. It was more, oh, that's all right. You, you'll be okay. What you need for you to be okay type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm being a girl, dad. That's what they told me. Hey, I'll pray for you. My daughter going to travel with a rabbit. That ass, right? I don't know about you. She going to try to get whatever she wants. I might give it to him. <laughs> might? I don't know. It started that like, don't give it to him. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. That is the question. Okay. I don't know. Back to settling from your roster. I just don't see it. 
Like the whole same thing. I think she said a lot. Crazy. You just wasn't looking because you was looking. That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just don't see. I feel like a lot of people do settle in their roster. They do settle for their roster and are just supporting. Settling has a Conversation. All right, not settling. I mean, but a lot of people do settle. At our age, a lot of people. I hate that you make that word. Yeah, she is the word. Um, it's the way she said it. <laughs> but I think it's like I think a lot of people in our generation do settle though. Because they don't want to be alone. And then on top of not wanting to be alone, it's like they don't we're so impatient. So we don't want to take the time to find what's meant for us. Uh yeah, so I guess we we'll, I guess we can't settle for your roster. Mm-mm. Hey, how you gonna finish that out? <laughs> you gotta ask for more. Request more. All right, guys, we're going to go into a brief <laughs> intermission because it seems like a lot more is to say. All right, welcome back from the intermission. We're gonna start back off with Kev since he was the last one talking. From your roster. From your roster. Okay, not settling. You don't like the way settling sounds. Picking one person and, and trying it, doing the damn thing. Got to, yeah. From your roster? Fuck it. Life I'm at now? Fuck it, I take risks. What is the life you're at now? I'm at <laughs> From surviving to living. Surviving to living. I can see that. I'm, also, Hell I know yeah. you, so. Hell surviving yeah. to living. Living. Um, surviving to loving is pretty cool. No, surviving to loving is pretty dope. Um, Surviving is like you just, I can say you can be a people, it could be like things that you feel like you need to progress or like you give people what they need so that you feel like you can get what you need. It, it's not necessarily always organic sometimes, right? Or like you feel like uh, at any point, if one thing or person go, it can throw you off, right? But now if you want some, you know, you living or you loving, it's like, it's more free. It's more. It's more genuine. It's more. Hey, if this don't work out, you know. I'm okay. It's okay, right? Like, I'm okay. You can't, and you can't necessarily uh, identify yourself or attach your identity to that particular person or the idea of that, right? But it's hard because when you get married to somebody. You have to first envision you being married to that person, set it down, commit, move forward, but like that's another that's another topic for another day, I guess. Marriage is crazy, but yeah. Surviving to loving. Yeah, that's okay. That is not an easy transition. And a lot of people don't know they were raised off survival. A lot of people can't recognize that they're raised off survival. Were yeah. you raised off survival or love? Definitely raised off survival. And I didn't essentially know it, right? So when you're growing up and you see it, you try to do these things. Everybody talks about generational curses, and it's like, well, my family wasn't wealthy, so I'm be wealthy. Or my mom had trauma, so I'm make sure my kids don't. My mom had trauma that bled over to me, so I'm make sure when I have kids, we don't bleed over to them, right? It could rain, but my kids will always have an umbrella. But no one talks about like interpretation of love or what love looks like. 
for a long time, I thought love was just action, right? Like, I got to show you. So if that meant that you were late on the bill and I paid your bill, that was me showing you I loved you, but not listening to the things you said when you told me you felt invalidated by me always telling money. Never listen to that, right? Because this is how I show you. Because I think that's like the idea of man, right? Like my pops, prime example, he was a little young. Like I watched him um, separated, but he was a type that like he worked mad hours. He did what he had to do to get some money. He was poor, so you know, he had extra hours too. He had to do, but like to get my mom the money to like feel like he was taking care of home. My mom eventually stepped out. Man, she was doing things. She was whatever. But um. You tend to forget people, or right? you tend to forget a person's needs if you tie yourself to what you can give to that person, like physically or financially. Or I feel like a lot of a lot of relationships, not only speak from mine, right? Because I used to be this person, like I was raised off love. My mom loved me, so I know how to love somebody else. And loving someone isn't what you do for them, not necessarily. Loving that someone is learning their love language and loving them that way. So if all you ever say is, I don't need you to work 85,000 hours to provide, like some days it'd be nice for you to take a day off and spend time with me, quality time with their love language. But if all I ever hear is this bill needs to be paid, this bill is due, this bill is due, this bill is due, and I throw money at it, yeah, you're going to look for validation in physical time for some from someone else. Then can I honestly be mad that you don't went and found somebody that you could go take a picnic walk or whatever with because all I do is throw money at you. And I think it took for me to be out of this last relationship and like really self-reflect and like just grow on my own to be like, damn, okay, maybe you had some valid ass points, right? But my points were valid too. Yeah. I tell you, I be in this bitch in the dark. So <laughs> fucking searching. And remember, I didn't have furniture. So it was it would echo in your thoughts. In silence, your thoughts echo. Silence makes a lot of noises. And I just was like, yo, that's crazy. I'm so busy worried about like how not to repeat the same mistakes, right? So I was in this relationship and I didn't do enough. So now I walk in this relationship and now I'm doing too much. What am I overcompensating for? Do I just not want them to leave? Like, what? what is it? And then it's like, well, also, you're not doing enough, so I'm going to find someone else who does more. And that's not a, that's not a, I mean, that's not a love skill. That's a survival skill. When you can't sink, you find any means to float, even if that means hurting someone else. Which is why I hate when people ask that dumbass question, if we on an island, would you eat me? Bitch, duh. I don't care if you're my mother. I'm going to eat you. Like, I need to live. And that's not necessarily a great idea. Because if I love you, I should find another way. Yeah, that's a good question. I but also, I've seen her family dynamic, and they are raised off love. You disagree? Before my mom got remarried, it was it was nothing. But I have I'm a single mother, and I got three kids, and it was I'm gonna do what I can, even if even if I'm not there, and. My mom's side of the family is, is very um, unstable, and a lot of those generational curses definitely passed on to us as as kids. Like my brothers are, I'm, my brothers are pieces of work, but 
as we've gotten older and we've learned to remove ourselves from certain things and certain people, we had to understand that a lot of stuff transferred onto us. A lot of stuff we're trying to unlearn, a lot of stuff that we told ourselves that we weren't going to do, we weren't going to do that to our children and so forth. And me being the only girl, it was a, it was a little harder. Like I was literally fighting my mother, like not not just for like the emotional thing, but just for quality time and knowing that, hey, I wanted my mom, but I also didn't have my dad. So like with my dad not being there, not me not getting that love that I was that I should have received from my mother until I was 19, 20 years old. I had 20 years to remove that. Plus, I didn't have my dad until I was 23. Like. It was that survival was me telling myself, you don't need that nigga. You don't need to be in these relationships. You don't need to have a nigga carrying your book bags with you every freaking class. Like, it was literally me paying attention to my brother to knowing how a man shouldn't treat me. And then me finally allowing my stepfather to be in the position of being a dad and me listening to him and, and not doing that. But survival, yo, if, if we want to be honest, I... I used to be the person who, if I wanted love, I made it for myself. So, and then you can't read your book bags. Like, you got your book bags. You got shit. You got shit. You got shit. Do you think you can go Allowing yourself that space to love is also allowing yourself that space to be hurt, to be broken, to be molded, to, to understand that it's necessary. To understand that it is necessary. So sometimes somebody has to come in and break you and help you in order to rebuild. Like my grandfather used to always say that a puzzle is always already in pieces because you were meant to put it back together. And he always referred for it. Or you know that tattoo? No, I don't. No, that's not tattoo. Ah! <laughs> Wait for her to come back time. I'm here some money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next tattoo is my grandfather. That's what he did too. That was a team. But, um, but that made me look at life completely different. So after. After my grandfather passed or whatnot, I literally felt like there was nothing else in the world because he was the only person who showed me what love was. And if you ever met my grandfather, he was a true definition of what a copy love was. He didn't care how many times you fucked him over. He didn't care if you talked to him sideways. He was going to still talk to you. Yeah, baby. I love it, too. All right, princess. You tell, you tell him you hate me? He'll be like, I know you hate me. And just because go about you can't hate somebody with a love you know, um, but he was a true definition. When he passed, I was just like, life is life is not life and stretching something. Right. You know, life is not life. And so, like, you had to you had to put yourself in positions of knowing that you have to be broken. Um, and it doesn't have to be necessarily like somebody is literally breaking the shit out of you, but you have to break yourself in order to know exactly who you are as a person and to know how to effectively love yourself and love someone else. Oh. Uh, yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm going to say, Eric.
Okay, so right, the idea is that when you learn how to love yourself, you can learn to how to love someone else. So do you think people who are raised off survival have to be with someone else who's also raised off survival, or do they have to be raised off love? Like Kev said, opposites track. So I personally firmly there's, believe there's a thing with trauma bonding too. But those aren't always good things. I personally believe that someone raised off survival cannot be raised like in a relationship, in a healthy relationship with someone who's also raised off survival. Because, you know, for survival, it's always fight or flight. You'll always have that one foot out the door. Or you'll always be prepared for the other shoe to drop. Yeah, or you'll always just have that mindset. What might come communication? A lot of people don't know how to communicate. Effectively? Effectively communicate. Or they don't know how to communicate. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think comprehension people don't have. I don't think people communicate in healthy, effective ways because a lot of people have never learned how. Right? The same way a lot of people listen, but they don't hear. So, or they hear it, but they don't listen. Um, I also don't think somebody, two people raised off love should be together. I feel like there's a healthy balance in a relationship with both parties. Both parties. I can teach you how to, I can teach you how to, hmm? It's like a yin and yang. Yeah, I can teach you how to survive the same way you can teach me how to love. My friends do it all the time. I think two friendships based off survival, which I've also had, has is destined to be destroyed. And you were my friend that taught me how to like survive through love. So like I I see it now and I have other friends who came before you and I'm just like, bro, we are we are peas in a pod and not in a way that is beneficial to this friendship. Okay. Um I'm indifferent because I think that two people off survival can have an effective relationship together as long as they're willing to do the work to change it or to not leave each other. Um, yes, trauma bonds are very hard to get rid of, but sometimes two people have suffered a trauma and they work together to mend their mend themselves together. It could be very beneficial. Then again, they could also be very, very destructive together. So trauma binds are like soul ties. They should just not exist. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just indifferent. Do you I, believe I think soul ties? Though? Yes, I believe soul ties. Absolutely. Like that. You, can't, soul ties. <laughs> you can't be like, I don't believe in soul ties. I believe in soul ties. And you cannot believe in soul ties. I don't believe in soul ties. I do, because your friends can be your, you are my soulmate. Your friend can be your soulmate. Sure. <laughs> I think she's just agreeing to that. Really right. She's agreeing she to that. She kidnapped me into being a friend, and that was look a really at great us. friend. Look at this. You're strong. Yo, yeah. I just knew, you know how you walk in a room and you feel it? Like, you're going to be my friend. And she yeah. looked at me like I lost my fucking mind. Yeah. They're going to be here for a while. Well, relationships, right? Or is it like a. In a relationship? Any type of relationship. All things. In an intimate relationship, I have yet to. Mm. Is that feeling blessed? I felt it or and then it fleeted. So I'm not sure if that was love. I'm honestly, I honestly think it was lust. Any feeling that is fleeting isn't. Has gone the most so far. Um, is it supposed to stay? That was the easiest way to say it, but I just sounded hurtful to whoever hears this. If I love you one minute and it leaves the next, and it begins to 
But I also mean feelings like are feelings. Yes, yeah. but feelings so rationalizing. So like you can't base a whole friendship or a whole uh, arrangement just off temporary feelings. They can support you. So that means the feeling of trust or reliability has uh, lessened, has you know, regressed. So do you no longer feel like this person is who they are to you anymore? Right? Like, well, would that be a feeling or would it be an instinct? I mean, would that, is there is there complete Gut feelings are instincts. Is there a complete difference? Gut feelings are guardian angels for real, but I mean, gut feelings has to do more with like a feeling that is it your nervous system? I think a is it something both. is it like uh you've been here before? Maybe. Right. Maybe I probably have been here with someone else exactly. and I know how it is. Yeah. And I'm not willing to take the chance of it. I need to go to therapy, the clearly. <laughs> like, clearly. After growing as a person, I think your limits change. Where yeah. I am right now will not be who I am at 30. So at 30, my answer may change, but who I am right now, I'm not willing. And every So like who I was five months ago is probably not the person I'll be tomorrow. And it, it kind of just changes. So like I can have seasons uh, quarterly, annually, biannually, and so forth. But I'm going to change constantly. And then there are some people who, you know, they have to go through that season of maturity or that season of understanding themselves or understanding the situation that they were in in that moment. And when they come back, they're better than ever. And you can you can deal with them. You can, they can be in your life now, but there are some people whose seasons deter them or remove them, and you'd be like, "Yeah, nah, fam, I don't want you in my life at all." So, I think it's all about growth. Like, I don't think people like to look at us. You know, it's crazy. Fists from little acorns, big trees grow. I think that that applies to people. I think that from when you are small each part of you grows mentally physically emotionally grow spiritually grow and some people just can't grow with you you grow i i pray god that this friendship lasts forever but am i okay with me not sitting next to tisha in a rocking chair at 80 yes is it my expectation yes will i be disappointed at 40 if we never speak again yes am i okay with it long term yes it's growth Again, am I praying to God that it happens? Yes. If it does not, I'm okay with that. Same with a lot of my friendships. I've learned to distance myself from a lot of my friends and family. And it benefited. It benefited me. I grew. I got to see who they genuinely were, authentically were. I believe relationships are transactional. As bad as it sounds, they are. You don't get anything from nothing. So if it's not benefiting me, I need to walk away from it. And that may be a survival thing, but I love me enough to walk away from it. I don't think it's survival. I really think that's a knowing you thing. I, don't, I think that can be survival and love at the same time. Hmm. So yeah. they can coexist? Absolutely. Uh, survival yeah. and love what? can definitely coexist. Even the, the devil is not saying 
They both have to coexist. You can't know pain without pleasure. You can't know pleasure without pain. I'm saying, just think about it. We do things out of love all the time, and they they look as if we're surviving. So, for instance, can't even think about anybody without saying their name. But let's not do that. <laughs> keep going. Keep talking. Keep going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even that. Like, Man, so I think about that a lot. Like, you know, Whoa. even in the past, like I've definitely, you know, this this former relationship took a turn. And my sister asked me, like, why? And I'm just like, I need to stay afloat, and if that means that my relationship too, then let it. If that means that being in this space with this person and this provides me financial stability and it, it hurts this other person. Is that not like a selfish act? Did, is it, did you go into a relationship with an I or a we? I think initially we become eyes. When someone else isn't pulling their weight, at some point you have to pull enough for the both of you. And sometimes I'm heavy enough. But there's seasons. But do you think that? You know there were? That you have to, that you don't have to put your weight. That I don't have to put my weight. Yeah, in a relationship. Like, do you do you think we become eyes? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, and no, right? Like, my theory is, if you are too worried about what are you receiving, you stop giving. Right. So, I agree. if you're too worried about. Yo, I'm not getting no apples from this tree, but you stop watering it for a while. You can't expect to get anything, right? So it, it's like catch 22. So like you're constantly still watering. And still, still not receiving. receiving. Still not receiving. At what point do you stop watering? Is it not season? So what so at so what, what point does that we become that I? When did you stop choosing we and start choosing yourself? How long do you stay before you figure out that it's time for you to leave? That that's that's where we're getting. Matter of fact, how long do you continuously keep calling that home until you're ready to say, "I just need to get up and leave"? When the lights off, the name of water. Figuratively speaking, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, because honestly, like uncomfortability breeds movement. Absolutely, that vulnerability, that strength and vulnerability. Right, like there's a lot of strength in vulnerability. Um, I don't know. I think you gotta listen to yourself, right? And uh, I think now I'm in the stage of listening. They do. You gotta it's bad, listen. Like, people don't want to admit it. All relationships aren't forever, and all relationships you don't learn from. You can have more. You can have more than one relationship with the same person. You can. I definitely agree. That person can have. I forgot. They said like the average person goes with. Like, you, you deal with. You have like three solid relationships, right? It could be with three different people. It could be two and one. It could be one person, but like that change, like it, it's the seasons for it. So I think you have to both agree that whatever problem that might be faced will not conclude. Oh, like we're not in a relationship, right? So then it'll help transfer over. And I love that. Great segue to do you think right person, wrong time is a thing. Absolutely. Yes, but that ass right person. I'm not I'm not even gonna lie to you on that. Huh? Right right person, wrong time. I never thought she would say that. Why? Oh, she would agree? I didn't think she would agree with me. No. Oh wow. 
Oh, um, do tell for I rebuttal this. <laughs> it's nothing to even like really rebuttal. I just didn't see. I, because life is so short. I mean, in, in dairy and time is infinite. Um, meeting, you meet different people. There are however many people, because every time I say the number, you tell me I'm wrong. There's three billion people in the world. And counting. Am I wrong? Okay, whatever. Right? Why waste any more time with someone you've already got, you've already let experience more time? So, continuously experience you in different ways. And also, a person changes. They do, but then. But do they actually change? Absolutely. Yeah. They change every damn day. That is. But they don't necessarily change for the better. Better. Better is is your expectation, though. Like, What's better to you. to you might not be better to them, but you don't, you can't cap them at yeah. your better because so, then now they're trying to reach your expectations rather than you accepting them for yeah. their growth. Right. And like my better is my best, but my best is not my better. So like I've, I've always believed in, you know, the wrong person at the wrong time. I've always believed in that because whatever, that thing, you know, true. But at the same time, sometimes we just weren't mature enough to engage into that relationship until they come back later on. You might not have knew it then, but it happens. Right. And to me, this is just my opinion, y'all. Don't don't be getting mad. <laughs> Look, don't be getting mad. But I honestly feel like they're the people who don't give other people chances that they've given before unless they've done something like you're drastically wrong. Kill my dog. Then you could be missing out on your blessing. I've always, I've always believed in that solely. Like, there are people to this day that, like, all of my exes, except for like three of them, because them niggas was uh, my parents. If they knew, they, they probably wouldn't be living. However, like, if if God said that was who I was meant to be with, but in that season we were only supposed to be friends and we took it to a different level, that was on us. That that was not on him. He was like, look, I told y'all y'all was going to meet each other. Y'all just wasn't supposed to do what y'all supposed to do right then. You should have waited. And we constantly just jump shit and be like, oh shit, I want that. Because that's what we think we want in that moment in that season. But sometimes it's not at all what it's supposed to be. Sometimes you're meant to be friends with someone or you're you're meant to be enemies with someone in that season. And you'd be like, oh no, I want a relationship with them. I want." Then you end up having a baby and you can't get rid of it. It's like, <laughs> or lizards. <laughs> but that's that's why I say that. Like, do you? So, okay. The question I pose to you both is: Do you think you've met your right person a long time? <laughs> that's a great question. I I can honestly say I think I have. I met my right person a long time. Like I'm a I and I'm gonna I'm a spin a blocker. Like that's just it. People be like, why would you go back? Like, why do you turn that corner whether it's emotionally, mentally, sexually, like why do you do it? It's comfortable. I know them. They know me. Intimately, I know them. Comfortability is a killer. Um but I also never know. I, I also never know, right? Years have passed. How have you changed? If I never give you an opportunity to show me you're different, I never know if you're but then if you're different in a way I don't like like your friend yeah you can say exactly where I left you <laughs> you can say right there and we can keep it pushing that's crazy 
I love how neither one of y'all answered have you met your right person or wrong song. We did. I said, he I didn't say nothing. <laughs> Cause he even bypassed the question oh, all night. Oh, okay, and at what point do you like? I don't want to say express that to them, but even just jump and try it again. Like, when do you feel like, damn? Okay, hey, I think we should have a conversation. I think when we tried it, we shouldn't have. I think we weren't ready, and I think we rushed it. And when you rush things, you ruin it. And I, I would want to give this another chance. And maybe not now. I just feel like this is a conversation that we should have had. That in a possibility, possibility in the future, we should probably pick this up. Not where we left it, but better. When do you have that conversation? Is there a time frame? Is it six years? Is it six days? Is it six weeks? Six months? Six hours? Six seconds? Like when do you have that? When you're mature enough to have that conversation, and not just, not just having the conversation with them, but having the conversation with yourself. Okay. So are you okay with having that conversation with yourself and never having that conversation with them? Absolutely. And I'm not. I'm a, I'm gonna ask you this question. <laughs> I'm the type that like, once I have it, like I have a question in my mind, like, I really want the answer. I'm gonna ask one question. I'm gonna apply, now I'm gonna apply pressure to the point where like, you have I wanna know. I wanna, I wanna know. know. Like, because now, if I say to you, hey, I just think we tried happen. this at the wrong time and I want to pick this up, and you don't ever want to spin that box, then what? You got to accept that. You I guess you accept it, it you but accept I won't that. know unless I ask. Absolutely. And but you said you're okay. okay with never knowing. I am okay with never knowing. And that's because we've already that's had two, two of these incidences. One, it was where I got to know after having oh, really? that conversation. And then the last one, I lost my friend because of it. Well, so, so, what's the one sense? Like, yeah. Nah, it was like we're no longer friends. Could you spin the block and ask a question and then like would be your friend dating this other person? I think that's a little Like what? Like how did you lose your friend? How did you lose your friend after that incident based off of what did they not feel the same way? Or were they already entangled? Were they they your friend? Or was it like they were attached to your friend and you asked that question? Who were you choosing to find? The latter, I believe it was from you. And I don't remember what you just said. So Is it like you 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 brought it up? Like, hey, I had I had these feelings, and I think we just we just fucked up, and we rushed in, we ruined it, and I would like to try again, and they didn't feel the same way. Nah, I wouldn't say they didn't feel the same way. It was a you know we're gonna nah. It was a we both single at this moment in time, and all the emotions weren't completely yeah. there or digest it because everyone was just like, so y'all gonna have this conversation or not? And I guess the conversation was more so pushed and it wasn't ready to be had yet. Do you think that conversation will come back on? Oh, absolutely not. We don't even speak. That doesn't mean not. Nah. Would you want to have that conversation? Nah. That's what it is. It's, is it why? Was it because of the first initial reaction wasn't pleasant? It wasn't even pleasant. It was... The conversation was held. The next time we spoke after that was like a year later. And then after that, it was the only time I'm going to talk to you is when you're with your sister. So at that point, there was nothing else to be said. So and we never even spoke about what was said. So, but you agreed, you agreed that you met the right person at one time and you had the conversation. But it was still the wrong time. Different people. With two different people. The other one, if that, if that conversation was to be held again, then 
Maybe. So are any of them the right people? Probably the first one. And y'all don't talk about We still talk. Still have a really great conversation. We just in a relationship. So we always speak. Like when it's checking up on people, just probably like four times. Yeah. Like, hey, how you doing? I'm okay with like, I hate rejection. I just, everyone hates rejection. So if I propose to you, I think Mango I feel like I feel like women would say, "Hey, if you really wanted me, you would try again." Yes, because now the ball is in your court. That's crazy. If you tried and you you said you tried and your reaction. Well, I have was, not tried. Well, I'm, I, you said like if it would go. I will not try. You said if it go, and you said you you don't like rejection, so you got rejected, and you won't do it again. Mm-hmm. But flip side, I heard women say if you really wanted to, or I said no this time, they'd try again later. So you expect someone to Put be okay with being rejected more than once by you, but you can't be rejected more? I'm just not going to give you the same response or same reaction as the first time. Which is crazy. I actually was just in a position where someone that I, I was intimately, intimately involved with, who I've loved the majority of my life, Proposed the idea of trying again. And I did not feel the same way. Mm. And they were okay with being on specialty teams, right? It was like, oh, we could be friends. Um, well, I don't like it. But like, you want something more from me? And you're okay with being that sideline. I would want you to go find somebody, somebody else. The exact same thing that you want. But then, and not for nothing, it took me a while to digest that. Because once I said no, someone else said yes. And I didn't understand. Like, it was kind of like a, a shock. Like, oh, shit, wait. Um, did I really want it? Was I not ready? Was I scared to try? I didn't expect it coming. Like, so for a long time, it was like, I get that you like this girl, and I want I want you to be happy, right? But for the longest, I kept thinking you'd be happier with me. And then when you came back and said, I want to be happy with you, my first initial instinct was no. And now you're with this girl who's very similar to me. Um, <laughs> I, I I appreciate the happiness. I'm very happy that he is happy with someone else, even if it is not. It took me about to get there. Give me. It took me about to get there. Like genuinely happy. Um, but I am. But I think to Kevin's point, I should be okay with the idea of being rejected. Because I'm, I'm okay with the idea of rejecting. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's the advantage that women have. It's just okay. Rejection sucks. Like, no Socially, if you go back and you tell them, that's right, like, yo, I asked him who wants that woman. He said, no. Nah. I think she might just, oh, it's okay, girl, fuck him. Yes. And that answer, she won't say, yeah, we gotta try to get maybe like maybe we want you some time. I don't see your girlfriend saying that to you. She said it all the time. Yeah. Definitely. definitely. I'm, I definitely and, and I honestly feel like it's because she's trying to marry me off. 
Definitely. <laughs> she, I ain't getting life over for nothing. She didn't get married, so I can do this right. In my mind, it does work like that. And if you have not noticed, a lot of things that happen in my mind happen. Marriage and kids is always a whole different topic. But even that, right? I have met a lot of people who aren't from the church up here because they are ready to marry The idea that God sends them someone to marry and love and be devout and have a child and start a family in their 20s is a thing. Yo. And I think it's a privilege that people on the East Coast don't have. Yo, I think, yo. We just trying to make it to tomorrow. We just trying to make it to tomorrow. That is deep. That is deep. I think me, marriage and kids, It's a scary thing because I hold it so, so dear. Mm-hmm. And the world that we live in now, it don't mean as much. Mm-hmm. So like, if I call someone like my wife, like she said yes to the proposal, and I consider her call my wife. Case in point, like they say she cheat or like we get a divorce. I've never I'm not remarried. remarried. I've never remarried. I'm not remarried. And the idea of remarrying people go, yeah, you, you know, you have different soulmates at different parts of your life. Like, get remarried. Hell no. I'm only walking down the aisle one time. And if you could get me do it that one time, I'd give you special because I'm outside. It's like having different At one point, niggas going to be like, you got another Which is why baby showers aren't as special anymore. Gender reveals aren't as special anymore because people are, are something that's supposed to be beautiful and done symbolically and like in small portions people are popping out eight kids and having six divorce parties and marrying 20 niggas and that's you, not that's not the intention i think you have a divorce party that's crazy why that's some people marry the wrong people and i think people know that they marry the wrong people and they do it for the wrong reason yeah, I think sometimes people marry people for the wrong reasons a lot of people don't want to be 40 and alone I don't either, because I'd rather marry the right person one time than marry the wrong person multiple times. Same with kids. I'd rather have the right partner because kids is some shit than to just have multiple baby dads and just be like none of y'all around. And that's relationships. I look at relationships so differently. Like before is okay, I date this one person for four years and this person for three years. Or serial daters. I dated eight different people for one year of my life, so I've lost eight years of my life. It's just like relationships should be looked at like many marriages. And you if you're not willing to fully commit and take all the necessary steps and watch your bed. First of all, do you recycle your wedding dress when you keep marrying different people? Like how the fuck do you do that? Because wedding dresses are expensive. Like do you just keep do you just alter it and switch it up a little? Like what do you do? Because I am Tisha, cut this part off. Like this part together because I don't I don't see how you could just keep getting wedding dresses, keep getting venues, keep inviting people. It's a lot of money. It's it's a huge commitment in the eyes of God. I think that's the only reason I see something wrong about marrying multiple people because how many times are I gonna be like, yeah, God, just send me this one, I'm ready. Oh shit, sorry, wrong address. You send me you send me this one. I jokey joke like, and how many times do you keep doing it? Because he's not joking anymore. 
you're not laughing. No, you're not kicking it. At that point, and it's you. And instead of fixing you, you jump into something else. And I just think it's so many things that people take lightly that are just not supposed to be taken lightly. And they start with relationships and letting people into your space and, and being vulnerable and being transparent and being understanding and being able to let someone break you and mold you and help you. And then you do the same for them. I'm from there's no idea of a perfect person. No, no but somebody can that. be imperfectly together. I feel like a relationship is built. The idea or the relationship that you want is built. The person that's not the person that the ideal person or that person is the one who's willing to take break by break with you. We're going to build a brick by brick. And that could be, that could take time. That could yeah, be arguing, that could be discomfort. Exactly. But you have to, I feel like you always have to evaluate are you at war with your partner or is it just a disagreement? Because if it's at war, then just a disagreement or like a conversation. This war is the war is like crazy. Like you think of war is a disaster. You think of death, you think of giving, you think of harm, you think like love shouldn't be a battlefield or something. Well if you decide to build a home, you're building it. So like you gotta have disagreements, have arguments, but like I think if the person is willing to continue to build, they might be your person. If they're willing to tolerate and continue to change seasons with you. And willing to take it, I think that might be a person. Although you might have this, you like this factor of that person, or that look of that person, or this person, or this, or that person was great at this. If you have a person who decides every day to continue to build brick by brick, and you keep worrying about somebody else's nest, you fuck it up for yourself. Yeah, yeah I'm saying, like, love, if you have a person that decides to like continue to build brick with you, you can't ignore that or like because you're gonna continue to think the grass is green on the other side, but you fail to realize like y'all actually build like a kingdom or empire at home. So and that's a little deep. That's a little deep. I can agree. Because yeah. we wanna niggas, we be at war in life. Who wanna be at war at home? Your person's supposed to be a safe space. Yeah, we at war every day. Put that bitch out. All right, y'all got any more questions, comments, concerns? No, I think anything that you want to tell the people. people. It's been a very insightful podcast. Yeah, no, this is a good one. All right, so last question. If you can tell yourself anything about love and life, what would you tell yourself now? Just anything about love and life, what would I tell like my younger self, my current self? Your current self. Um, yeah. Life goes on. Um, you survive 100% of your bad days and uh, take risks on love. But uh, understand what, what pain is grow. Take risks. What I would tell myself on life. Live it. Don't be scared of living it. Enjoy it. Um, being raised on survival can be the only way to live. 
What would I tell myself about love? It's out there. If you open yourself up to it, it will find you. But there is times where you need to just love you first and love you a little more than you've loved yourself before. Um, I think I would tell myself, give yourself grace and space and peace and understand that everything is a learning lesson um, and that you'll find someone who loves you the same amount that you love yourself soon enough. All All right, guys, this is the end of the chosen discussions. It was great to be back here with you guys again. Look forward and we'll see you next time.